Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the May edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Woo-hoo. Podcast. This is Carly, your host. Perry, before Carly we B. dive in to the topic for this month, um, one of the most frequent questions we get is, how are you doing? So tell us a little bit about how you're doing. Well, I'm doing good. I've been, um, just so for all the podcast listeners can know, sober for over 230 days. So that's a major win. Um, I was in Seattle recently sitting near some people smoking pot, so I got high, but it was secondhand smoke, so I don't think that counts. Um, at, uh, I have been traveling and speaking, and I, I'm loving helping churches and businesses. At the time of this recording, at the time this recording's released, I'm going to be in the UK with our friends over at Freedom Church, and then the first weekend in May, I'm going to be tor- at Torch of Faith Church in Grays Lake near Chicago. After that, I'm going to be hanging out with our friends at Venue Church in Chattanooga for a couple days doing some consulting. And then I'm headed out to San Jose. That's right, the left coast or the the right coast, right? Near San Francisco to be with Pastor Andy Wood and South Bay Church for two days of consulting. And then... Um, after that, we're doing a one-day leadership intensive on the West Coast. Super exciting. So tell us a little bit about the leadership intensive. Well, it's going to be a one-day event on Tuesday, May 23rd, and it's only 99 bucks to attend this event. Um, that's the early bird rate. Um, and after that, the rates will increase to 149 But you've got till M- Friday, May 5th, to sign up for the leadership intensive for 99 bucks. And the topics include how to build a winning culture that'll propel your church forward, um, establishing a six to 12 month strategic plan that will clearly define next steps for your church and ministry. This lesson right here is one of my favorite things to teach because I believe it really helps so many churches get on the right track. Um, The third thing we're going to talk about is how to develop a crystal clear um, marketing slash social media strategy that allows you to engage more people. Um, Number four, we're going to talk about how to plan out a preaching calendar that actually allows you to build momentum throughout the year. And last but not least, we're going to talk about five ways to increase giving in your church. Yes, I know Winter and I are going to be there, so we're super pumped about that. Winter is a person, (laughs) not a season, by the way, because it's not going to be winter in May. True. So winter is a person. Right. All right. So today we are going to dive into something I heard you say recently. Um, And as leaders, there's a lot for us to both know and do. But recently you said that there's one thing specifically that leaders, both in church world and business world, are just crippled by. So what's that one thing? And and let me kind of let me kind of say crippled is a very accurate description because so many leaders um, are held back by this, and it's very simply this: the unwillingness to make difficult decisions. The unwillingness to make difficult decisions. Um, some, some people say that one thing, that, that the main thing that leaders are limited by is their inability to see problems. Now, as an organization grows and gets big, that might be the case some of the time. However, I would counter-argue with the way social media blows up 
um, a leader at a company can easily see a problem. Recently, United Airlines, and I hate to beat a dead horse, but if you were the CEO of United Airlines, um, there's no way you could ignore the problem in the company, even though it happened on a single airplane at an airport, you absolutely knew what was going on. So that's not it. Um, I've other people, I've heard other people say that the one thing that limits leaders is intelligence. Um, now this is what I think. I think leaders are smart because if they weren't smart, they wouldn't be leaders. And I think intelligence is good. And I think we should always do all that we can to gain more and more information. But this is, this is what I believe at the core of my being, that leadership is not an IQ test. It's a courage test. Leadership is not an IQ test. It's a courage test. For example, um, I was listening to someone talk about 1 Samuel 17 this morning, and it was the story of David and Goliath. Now, David was depending on what scholar you read, between the ages of 14 and 17 years old. So when David got to the battle lines, there were a lot of men there that had way more experience than him. So David was not the smartest guy in the battle, but he was the most courageous, and it set him apart as a leader. I'll say it again. The thing that cripples leaders is an unwillingness to make difficult decisions. Yeah, that's good. So why do you think specifically leaders struggle with this? Well, I think, I think there's two reasons. I think number one, we fall in love with comfort. Um, and there comes a point in the journey when if we're not careful, we become comfortable and the desire is to just keep the peace and play it safe. And number two, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but fear of man is a huge factor that limits us when it comes to making difficult decisions. Yeah, so I know you've had some experience in making difficult decisions as a leader. So do you have some specific examples of when you've had to do that? Well, I've got a lot, but I got one that I'll share here because it's um, it, it was, at the time, it was the toughest decision I'd ever made, and it kept me up for like three nights. Um, in the early days of New Spring, and I'm talking about the first two months of the church, I needed to release a staff member. And I, I knew, I knew it was the right thing to do. I knew that releasing this particular staff member was the right thing to do. I had received counsel from really wise and godly people that this was the right thing to do. But, um, in spite of the fact of me knowing it was the right thing to do, in spite of the fact of me receiving counsel to do it, um, I took a very common leadership approach. And this is a very common leadership approach in the church. And this leadership approach is called delay and pray. Delay and pray. I just kept saying, I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. And a lot of times in church circles, when we say, I'm praying about it, we're secretly hoping that the problem will go away. And so delay and praise is not great leadership. I learned the reason God places people in leadership positions is not so they can delay and pray, but rather so they can obey and actually make the decision that most people wouldn't make. Now, when I finally made that decision and took action, it wasn't easy because at the end of the day, n nobody really likes 
firing someone. And if they do, there's probably something broken inside of them. But as I look back, um, walking in obedience and making that difficult decision was absolutely the right thing to do, and it set our church up for a major win. Yeah, that's good. So I know that you wrote a blog post on this recently. I did. And in it, you stated two points of clarity that kind of helps you when you have to make difficult decisions. So can you share those two points? Nope. Well. I'm just kidding. I can absolutely (laughs) share. I can absolutely share those two points. Number one is um, this. There is not one single example in the scriptures of God asking someone to do something easy or that made sense. Let me say that again. There's not one single example in the scriptures of God asking someone to do something easy or that made sense. If we're going to be leaders that really lead our organizations in a way that honors God, we're going to have to be willing to take bold steps of faith. And this is something, Carly, that nobody told me. Nobody told me this. As an organization grows, the steps of faith that God's going to call us to take actually increase. The steps of faith get bigger. They do not decrease. They do not get smaller. Because think about it. If the steps of faith got smaller as our organization got bigger, then it would mean we needed to depend on God less and not more. But God's always going to keep us in a place where we're desperate for Him, and desperation always leads to us taking bigger steps. Think about this. Jesus's toughest assignment was at the end of his ministry. His toughest assignment wasn't walking on water. It wasn't feeding 5,000. It wasn't even raising Lazarus from the dead. It was his cross and his resurrection, and that came at the end of his ministry. Um, the story where the, uh, the, the children of Israel walked around the walls of Jericho, they did it one time a day. But on the last day, they had to do it seven times. In other words, they had to put in seven times the amount of work. It took greater faith on that last day. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the story in Daniel chapter 3, they did what was right. They did not bow. They defied the king. And the Bible specifically says in Daniel 3 that the furnace was turned up seven times hotter And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were put in. They had to take a bolder step of faith to go into that furnace, but at the end of the day, it turned out really good for them. So at the end of the day, we are always going, as our organization grows, we're going to be called to take bigger steps of faith. Yeah. So what's the second point? The second point is this. I can't lead people if I need people. I can't lead people if I need people. When it comes down to it, we got to decide whether or not we want to be unpopular or unfaithful. And those those are not always in direct opposition, but reality is if we're going to be leaders that are faithful, then at times we're going to have to disappoint people. And if I'm way more obsessed with being popular over being faithful, I will hit a leadership wall. Because as a leader, we're going to have to make some tough calls. And people will question and condemn. And in my opinion, due to the rise of social media, it's harder to lead today than ever before because people have instant access to us and can evaluate what we say and do without even knowing what we know. Yeah, that's real. So do we just ignore everyone? Like, how would you advise a leader to deal with it? Well, 
I would I would tell leaders that opinions should be weighed, not counted. I'll say that again. Opinions should be weighed, not counted. If someone you know and love and respect has an objection, then by all means, listen to that person. But if a random person like Bible Boy 182, who doesn't even have the courage to put his real name and his real identity on his social media account, man, screw that guy. I'm not interested in what he has to say. I don't care. He's got 24 followers, and 21 of them he bought, and the other three are his mom and his dad and his brother. I, I Honestly, I could care less. But once again, if it's somebody that I love and respect— I'm going to listen to him to them because here's here's the thing that we've got to remember about pleasing people. And somebody told me this years ago and I've held on to it. We've got to be careful living to please people because those who deify will ultimately crucify. Don't forget that there the people at the beginning of the week when Jesus rode into town on the donkey were screaming Hosanna and 6 days later they were screaming crucify him. That's how fast the opinion of the crowd changed without social media. Today, it's not six days. It's six minutes that the opinion of the crowd can change. So I'm, I'm just telling you, it's real dangerous to live to please people because they will, they will deify you, but when you make them mad, they will crucify you, which, you have, which means you got to choose to be faithful over being popular every single time. Drop the mic. Well, I can't because <laughs> it's got this little windscreen on it. I'm not holding a mic. And then Russell would get really mad if I dropped True. his mic and then I'd pay for it. So, but I know what you mean. Thank Thanks. you so Thank much. Thank you for that. Okay. Thank you. Anyway. Appreciate that. So at the end of the article, you listed five questions for leaders and their teams to write down and wrestle through. So would you kind of go through them and explain? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and before I go through these, I can't recommend this exercise highly enough because it'll really set you and your team up for success. And you could do this in your next staff meeting or, or whatever. Number one, what is the one decision you know you've been needing to make but have been delaying and praying instead of acting? Let me say that again. What's the one decision you know you've been needing to make but you've been delaying and praying? instead of acting. So many, and, and, and this is the deal. So many times we want to deal with the 90% in our church that's going well, but it's this 10% that we delay and pray about that's actually going to make the biggest difference. And it's this question is designed for us to lift the hood of the car up and get with the real issues. Question number two, what do you think will happen if you make this decision, go ahead and list out all your concerns. Go ahead and list out all your fears, all the things you're freaked out about, because I'm going to give you good news and bad news. The good news is everything you list out probably won't happen. The bad news is the stuff that's going to happen is the things you don't have listed out. Um, number three, what do you think will not happen if you don't make this decision? Like, for example, you could stop growing. Um, Let's say you, you need to deal with an incompetent staff member. Um, if you don't deal with that person, you could lose valuable staff members because no one good will stay at a place where incompetence is sanctioned. So that's question number three. Question number four is, 
Are you allowing a, your perceived popularity to interfere with the difficult decision you need to make? Are you allowing your perceived popularity interfere with the difficult decision you need to make? Because once again, if you need people, you can't lead people. And question number five, if you do make this difficult decision, what are the positive things that could happen as a result? This is an awesome question because answering these questions, this particular question, can provide, um, it can provide hope. Yeah, that's good. So we've covered a ton today. Yes, so. we have covered 2,000 pounds of information <laughs> today. That's how much is in a ton. I did my research before this podcast. Well, nice. Thank so you. is there anything else before we sign off? Yep, two things. Once, don't forget that leadership uh, intensive, that West Coast intensive. It's one day, 99 bucks. It's going to be loaded with information. It's a great thing to bring someone to. Go to IWantMyChurchToGrow.com and click on the events button for information and registration. And two, and this is huge, next Monday we're releasing a bonus edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast entitled how does a leader get better? Like, how does a leader become a better leader? I absolutely can't wait for this one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us for the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. You're if you would like to know more about having Perry come to your church to speak, consult, or both, visit our website. Or sing. <laughs> I can't even focus. I'll be glad to sing. <laughs> At IWantMyChurchToGrow.com. That's IWantMyChurchToGrow.com. And click the Schedule a Call button in the upper left-hand corner. We would love to have I a conversation a with you. It's the upper right-hand corner. I wrote that down for you wrong, Carly. Thank it's the you, upper right-hand corner. You. It's not the upper left-hand corner. Great. I can't believe you didn't catch that. I'm sorry. Carly B., ladies and gentlemen. Here we are. All right, well. If you click on that, though, what will happen? You will get me. Or winter, and, and we'll have a conversation we'll with you. We'll have a conversation with you about what it looks like to have us at your church. Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're for welcome. It's been great. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com. <laughs>